So this Sicha, the uh, second talk for Parshas Matos in volume 13, is really, in a sense, a, uh, a very typical top of, talk of the Rebbe. In other words, presents some really strong, almost obvious questions in the text of the Torah and, uh, and, and, text, uh, and Rashi's commentary provides a brilliant analysis that comes to a conclusion that once you've heard it seems obvious, seems to be the simple, clear message and interpretation of the text, and then translates it into a very powerful and relevant message and directive, lesson for our lives. The Rebbe addresses here the, uh, what, the, what the Parsha tells us about, it tells us about the Jews going to war with the Midianites. And after that, the Torah tells us as follows. It says, God spoke to Moshe saying, calculate the total plunder of the captured people and animals. Do this together with the laws of the priest. Divide the plunder equally between the soldiers that went out to battle and the rest of the entire congregation. Then take a tax for God from the soldiers who went out to battle, from the people, from the cattle, donkeys, and sheep. Take one from every 500. Take this from their half of the plunder and give it to Elazar the priest as a gift to God. And from the half belonging to the children of Israel, take one out of 50 and give them to the Levites who are the guardians of Hashem's temple, Hashem's Mishkan. The Torah goes on to say that Moshe and Elazar did what God had commanded Moshe and gives us the details. The total plunder, in addition to the spoils that the army had taken as spoils from other objects, was 675,000 sheep, 72,000 cattle, 61,000 donkeys, etc. And the Torah doesn't stop there, but goes on to say that these were therefore the taxes that were apportioned from the half of those that went out to battle. The number of sheep was 367,500, so the tax to God for the sheep was 675. 36,000 cattle, of which the tax to God was 72. 30,500 donkeys, of which the tax to God was 61. 16,000 people, to which the tax to God was 32 people. Moshe gave the tax, which was a gift to God, to Elazar the priest, as God had commanded Moshe. And the following was the calculation from the half allotted to the children of Israel, it goes again through the exact number of what it works out to, half of the community, the community's half of the loot, 337,500 sheep, 36,000 cattle, 30,500 donkeys, 16,000 people, and then just says Moshe took 150th of the children of Israel's half from the people and animals and gave them to the Levites. That's, that's the text of the Torah. The Rebbe asks several questions here. It says, first of all, why is it relevant to tell us all of these details? Who cares? Who cares? Why do we need to know exactly how many cattle they looted from the Midianites? Could have just said, God instructed Moshe about these taxes and about this division, and they went ahead and did so. Why does it have to give us the, the breakdown of how many they got? And even if you feel that for whatever reason it is relevant to give us the breakdown of exactly what the loot was, why is it relevant to give us to, to, to do the math for us? We can do the math for ourselves and figure out what's one out of how to divide it in half, and then what's one out of five hundred, and what's one out of fifty. If for whatever reason it does feel that it's necessary to do the math, why does it do the math only for the first half, for the one out of five hundred that came from the soldiers' part, and it doesn't do the math for the one fiftieth that came out of the out, out of the portion of those who remained behind? So what, what what's going on over here? And these are seemingly simple, direct, obvious questions in the simple meaning of the text. Yet Rashi, who generally addresses all questions in a simple reading of the Torah, 
doesn't ask these questions at all. Ramban does ask the question, and Ramban responds that the Torah needed to detail exactly how much was given to emphasize that from the day of the battle all the way until they finished counting all of this loot and dividing it properly, not a single animal, not a single, not a single captive had, had, had passed away, had died, and this is a great miracle. Okay, that's a good answer that the Ramban is giving, but first of all, that still doesn't answer. Why does it do the math for us in the first half, and it doesn't do the math for us in the second half? It also doesn't answer the question, what was the point of this miracle? Why would God do a miracle like that, right? There has to be a reason, and just not to lose any money, we don't find, you know, God could do that in many different ways. We don't find such a miracle anywhere else in the Torah. So the Rebbe offers the following explanation. He says, if it just said in the Torah that God instructed Moses to split it and to do all of this, and then to and, and then they went ahead and did it, you would have a simple, obvious question. By nature, you won't end up with round numbers. Every um, every every bit, every type of different cattle and so on is going to have different numbers. It's not going to be exactly divisible by two by by, by first by two and then by five hundred. So what, what, why isn't there an instruction as to what they were supposed to do with the change? What they were supposed to do with the remaining numbers when there were 76 left over or whatever it was. So therefore the verse spells out, says the Rebbe, that in fact there were no extras. That it was exactly, precisely these numbers. That this was the number and you see, and this was divided in half and then they could give one five hundredth of that and it was a round number that worked out to give an exact amount. That's not supernatural. It's just very, very unlikely. Why does such an unlikely thing need to happen, right? Why, why, why does it happen in, the, in, this, in this case? So he explains that that's hinted at in the verse. The verse says you should take from these as a part to God, from their half and from their portion, tikahu you should take. If there was if there was any change, if there wasn't a round number, if there were extras, that means that that part wouldn't be tithe. That part wouldn't have been elevated by having its portion be given to God. And therefore, God set things up in such a way that it should end up being a precise round number so that there could be a complete giving, so that everything can have a part given from it. And, and, and everything, there won't be any parts that remain untithed. If that's the case, then you have the next question would be, what about the fact that counting it all up and dividing it and then figuring all this out is going to take a lot of time? So the Torah emphasizes that no, this was the amount that they captured, and this was the amount that the half was, and this is the amount that was actually given as one five hundredth of that. In other words, as the Ramban saying, again, not a supernatural miracle, but something unusual that throughout whatever time it took, no single animal died. Why? For the same reason like we said before. So that the Jewish people would be able to tie these completely, to be able to elevate all of this loot. So all of it is achieving its true spiritual purpose in this world. According to that, it answers the question why it doesn't have to give us the breakdown of the second number. Once it already said that there was a precise number that worked out for one in 500 to be given and they all remained alive throughout that time, obviously it's self-understood when it says that they did the same with the 150th of the second half, that the same applies. It doesn't add, first of all, that it fits into the math, because if it's 1500th, then for sure 150th works as well. And secondly, that they remained alive throughout that time, and there's no need to repeat the specific numbers for the second half. So that answered all of the questions. 
But the Rebbe asks, what's the lesson for us? And he says, there's a beautiful lesson here. Look how dear a mitzvah is to Hashem. God set things up in such a way that the Jews would get the precise number that they would be able to do the mitzvah to the fullest. Now think about that for a moment. To set it up for, in such a way that means directing the way in which the economy of the Midianites worked for years before and the breeding habits of their animals and the, and the setup and, and their animal husbandry and all of that for years to ensure that there'll be a precise number so that when the Jews want to do a mitzvah of tithing to Hashem, there'll be exactly the round numbers that they're able to, to give the tithes in the, in the best, in the most perfect fashion. Says the Rebbe, if you imagine that, if you understand that, if you think about that, how much more so do we, should we take a lesson for ourselves? Not to ever be impressed by the challenges, by the hardships that sometimes come up in trying to do a mitzvah. Sometimes it seems as if we don't have the ability to do a mitzvah. Think about how God put so much effort here for such a long time in advance to ensure that the mitzvah would be done in the most perfect fashion. And then we should be certain and have complete trust and faith that God will arrange similarly for us the necessary tools, the necessary capacity and energy to be able to accomplish each and every mitzvah that comes our way to the fullest.